To lightning strikes thrice. The boys are back in town. This mm-hmm. is season four, episode six, covering chapters ten through fifteen of Final Fantasy fifteen. And I am your host, Chris Taylor. And with me is Matt Marcus, Bill Holmes, and Michael Mays. The fact that I called it Final Fantasy fifteen instead of Versus thirteen for the last episode is the joke. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, what happened last also, time? Also, there is no chapter 15. Oh, yeah, uh, Luna Freya died, uh, on account of being a woman in the plot. <laughs> uh, that's, about, that's about it, right? What else happened? I mean, we like, there, there's the whole, like, they kind of destroyed the city, uh, Ignis is blind now. Uh, yeah. you must build a boat. Oh, yeah, we blew, we blew up some bases. Jared, uh-huh. the guy who nobody knew the name of, uh, died. We spent 40 minutes driving to a place so we could get on a boat and doing side quests related to a boat. And then we our girlfriend went Super died. Saiyan? We went Super Saiyan, yeah. Yeah, we did. I'm not gonna we lie, beat was, up a snake. That was real hype. Hooray. Yeah. Dude, I beat up snakes every day. Sometimes multiple times. Uh, mm, Heard that you know what? <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna let that one go, Chris. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that one go. Well, you definitely got to let it go at the end. That's the whole point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That brings us to the start of Act Two, The Scourge of the Stars. Fade up several leaks after leaving Altissia, and we are on a train on the way to Tenebrae with a plan to stop at a royal tomb on the way. Sweet boy Prompto is worried about Ignis, and Gladio is mad at Noctis and is suggesting that they don't actually need to go to Tenebrae and just calls him out for being a mopey fuck, saying, How's that ring fit you? Would you rather carry it instead of wear it? And points out that mm-hmm. Luna gave her life for his duty, not his feelings and ignis took one for him too but he's uh not doing anything and he's a coward not a king knocked and gladio storm off in different directions leaving ignis impromptu by themselves and knocked takes another seat looks at the ring and cries like the sad boy he is yeah. very sad he's, boy. Uh-huh. he's real unattractive like the second they zoom in on him at all i'm like oh god what an uggo <laughs> This whole, like, section 
is very baffling to me because like I, I hinted at this end of last episode, but like that cut to several weeks later. I don't know why it has to be several weeks later. It doesn't feel like several weeks later. <laughs> uh, and also so you get train tickets. <laughs> Fair enough. Everybody was recovering, like Ignis and Noctis and whatever. They had to yeah. help. They had to help um Altissa, pres- pres- presumably, then they had to boat back, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just a, a lot of stuff happens off screen, and it also feels like we miss a whole lot of, like, I don't know, Gladio just seems super mad out of nowhere, which I guess in the context of he's been mopey for, like, several right. weeks, then, right. yeah, I get Until that. Until you remember, but, it's yeah. been, like, th- several implies more than two so it's been at yeah. least three weeks that he's still like this. Then it makes a little more sense. But if you forget that, you're just like, yo, fucking chill. <laughs> the first time I saw this, I was convinced that I accidentally skipped a cutscene because uh-huh. so much happens in that several mm-hmm. weeks. But like, and it's, am I correct that Ignis becomes blind in his DLC? That's when it actually happens, right? I don't know when his DLC happens. It uh, happens what? during the Leviathan fight. Okay, then yes, he does. Because the other yeah. ones are very obvious where the characters might as well say, I'm going to go be in the DLC now, bye. Yeah, wh- mm-hmm. why is that? Like, I was baffled that he's suddenly blind like several weeks later when I first played this. And I had to look up, like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I love how you, I love how you don't get to see the guy getting blinded no i think it's supposed uh, to no 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 because he says he took one in the fight and he's wounded in the fight so i assume it happened during the imperial attack on altissia right which but, is yeah this, the same time as the uh, is, leviathan thing this is not noctis's fault why is gladio so mad at noctis for this i think he's mad at noctis that he is very He's just being very self-absorbed and not worried about his bro at all because he's not the only person who got hurt and what happened there. It's more like you being real selfish. Yeah, these best friends for like a decade are suddenly like about to like draw a tape line down the middle of their house like full house. Not even even best friends. Your tart slave is blind now. (laughs) Tart slave. (laughs) Oh, that's a license plate right there. <laughs> this I is just you super weird, Daddy. I like to think of it also that uh, Gladio kind of blames himself too for not being able to protect when he was supposed to. That, that makes me think that Ignis is a humiliation. Out. You know, has a humiliation kink because he just can never get that tart right. He's like Gordon Ramsay's personal chef and loves every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yell at me more. <laughs> Oh, God. Tell me how bad this is, Gordon Senpai. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a donkey uh, again. <laughs> so at also, this point, like, we... we also, oh. I feel like the phrase, I feel like I missed a cutscene, is the fucking name of the game, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. This entire game. And you missed like, a cutscene, yeah. a movie, and three episodes of an anime. Yeah. Oh, and we aren't oh, even yeah. in the worst part of it yet. No. It's gonna no, we not. watched King's Glaive. Oh, I refuse. <laughs> uh, you absolutely should. It's it's funny. Yeah, so we can get up and walk around the train. This is mostly just sort of a a decompression moment. You just kind of have to get to walk around. There isn't that much to interact with. You do hear people like talk about 
what happened back in um, Altitia. You also see, I mean, there's also radios. There's also like newspaper clippings. And the, the gist is the public thinks that that Luna's not dead, that she's just missing. And there's like search parties going around. But, uh, you know, we we obviously know she's dead. We just kind of like walk up and down the train until we arrive at Cartanica. I can never remember what these things are called. <laughs> uh, and then we, we, we are heading off towards a, a royal tomb down in a quarry. We get a call from Kor at the station, and he tells us to take the elevator down. And uh, it's notable that the entire quarry is has been abandoned because it is very smelly. <laughs> this is like a cool little side story. Like, I like this part. Yeah, this is just the, the part of the story where Ignis turns into Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, pretty much. Yeah, because the second you fight this boss coming up, it's just like Ignis can fight again now. <laughs> well, no, I, I I think he like he's still walking with a cane, but by the way, he's walking around with a cane. It's real sad. And or, he almost falls off a cliff. Yeah, he could almost fall off a cliff. Like he will uh when he's walking around, he will trip and like get down on a knee and Prompto will go pick him up. Which is a cute little animation, oh, but I didn't notice yeah. any of that because I'm a monster and I jumped off the ledge and repeatedly warp strike to the objective because it makes him teleport there. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, because <laughs> you real just fucking smart. ignore him and let Gladio yell at you because fuck you, fam. Yeah, and I kept getting him. He kept getting stuck on the scenery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like you have an option when you go down to the quarry whether or not to taking this, and of course you do because you're not a monster. You say, I think if you say no, you, you, still, you, you still get stuck taking him anyway. I w- wouldn't it. surprise me, honestly. Well, there he has to come because there's a scene coming up where he has like a, a character oh. moment. Oh, yeah. Or you have to go take the elevator back and say, hey, Ignis, you got any fire grenades? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's he's walking around and he's walking super slow speed. And this area has a lot of like pools of water that like make you walk more slowly. So this is just agonizing to get around. Like I I, I'm like you just just jump in a warp strike repeatedly. Yeah, that's what that's what you should do. And that's not what I did. Oh, dude, I have like 500 MP from being a level 100. I had that. I just still wasn't warp striking because I didn't think about that. Oh, it's so much faster than walking anywhere. I've spent the entire game warp striking everywhere. I, I couldn't tell. It feels like every time I warp strike without, like, targeting something, I just warp strike, like, 10 feet ahead of me, and it just isn't really worth it. Yeah, because you got an arm like a child. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's faster than walking, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's faster, faster than, than walking, but not, like, jogging. It's, it's fast, weird. It's faster than sprinting. If you're using a dagger, because the length of the animation dep- changes with the size of your weapon. Oh. So, like, daggers are, like, instant. The ring is very instant, actually. You can warp strike with the ring? I could mm-hmm. never warp strike with it. Well, it's it turns into your dodge. Oh, okay. I think you can warp strike with it as well, but you have to, like, be holding it, like, have it re- equipped like, using while you do it or something, or yeah, locked onto the target? It's just a phase-through, basically. It's just a blink yeah. dash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going down to this area, and there's a big fuck-off mining machine that is but blocking your way. End, now that we're at the end of the game, this is how you move fast in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. The, the, the mining machine sucks. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, because you gotta, you gotta go find a, a key... That's up in a shed, 
back of the area. And like this geography also is very vertical. There's a lot of up and down and a lot of like slopes, which makes Ignis getting around a huge pain in the ass. But yeah, because your your party members will yell at you if you get too far away from Ignis, although it's a little inconsistent how far that distance is. Yeah, and he can find his way around no matter where you go. Like, so it doesn't really matter if you leave him behind. He'll just either teleport yeah. to you or just walk over there. And this area yeah. is like weirdly complicated to get around. Like it's so vertical, like you said, that like yeah. you have to like go sideways and then over things if you want to like do the side quests in this area. It's really strange. Oh, dude, God. I was worried that God help you if it becomes nighttime while you're down by the machine. It's like impossible oh, it's bad. to find your way. Out. It's so what, it's so dark. The first time I was there, yeah, that's what happened to me. And you yeah, also can't yeah. do the photograph side quest if it's night. So, I which by the way, by the way, we should talk about that photograph side quest because because so yeah, so you you meet a guy before you hit the elevator down, and he he's says, like, hey, uh, hey, yeah, can you, yeah, you just do this for me, and. Nox is like, uh, sure, buddy. And then you do it and give it back to him. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to get like a like a sick ass journalism reward for this. And I'm not going to give you any credit for it. Thanks, guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is very much ethics in in games journalism. Wow. Nailed it. <laughs> You're just doing it for exposure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this area is like really tough to navigate. And there's like also places where it looks like you can just walk around it in a big circle, but there's like a fence that you can hop over, but none of your party members will. That's fine. Uh, They'll figure it out. They go around. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was worried that if I left Ignis behind, I'd get a game over screen. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was probably expecting something like that or like it'll have some other negative consequence. Because it like gives you a big warning at first. It's a video yeah. game. There aren't any consequences for anything. I mean, just making the game harder. Wasting my time is a consequence. That it is, is extremely weird how it gives you, like, a pop-up thing and, like, this choice to bring him along. And this lasts, like, literally 20 minutes. That's yeah, very uh-huh. good. It's very weird. Yeah. So we need to get a key to turn on these generators, to turn on the machine. The key is on the other side where a sh- uh, shed is, and it's, like, sitting outside and... Prompto has a like says something a little funny like oh it's it's really irresponsible that this key is out in the open because it's not in the shed it's just in a like in a box on a shelf that's outside so you grab that you turn all the things on the thing opens up and then you get to go down to where the actual royal tomb is and it turns out that the reason why everything stinks so much is because there's a Marlboro down there before you go down to uh to actually fight the creature the gladio will stop you outside and ask if uh we're really ready to go do you have what it takes we need you to you know face our ancestors and we you can't be a a, a you know whiny pain in the ass in order to do this and you can show resolve and that increases your vitality by 50 percent, or you can not and then don't i guess <laughs> i don't know what happens if you don't yeah nobody picks don't because it's like so many of these options are just like there's the correct answer, and then there's the one that you never even think about I, picking. I did Next tell time Prompto I, I wasn't a... worried about him at all when we rescued him from his crucifixion. <laughs> Next time I do one of these uh, podcasts, I'm going to choose all the uh, terrible options just to see what happens. I mean, that's the thing with uh, um, the law playthrough. Uh, that's like that's like with thirteen two because like there's <laughs> usually four <laughs> options and like. The, the the funny ones are always good. The uh, the terrible option of Final Fantasy 13 2 is playing it. You have an no, How dare you? 
Yeah, you're, that you're game's fucking, amazing. You are the odd man out here, my guy. That is the best <laughs> uh, numbered Final Fantasy. That's one whoa, of my favorite whoa. games. Ever. I wouldn't quite go that far. Oh, it definitely is, Matt. Uh, it's like a top four Final Fantasy, man. Anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, so we head down into the. Out. Yeah. Right, and, and this place we're 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 into the we're in the pit. Uh the tube is just under a little entry ramp, but it's covered in weird pink egg sacks. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. And that's when the Marlboro shows up out of the pit. And it's a good fight. You get poisoned real bad. You blow it up. Like what it wants you to do is do like a like a quick time event where you put like uh you know, you you dodongo it. You put a bomb in its mouth and it blows up. Well what you happens is to you get it. You get but by the way, low. I love how the show. I love it how the show notes say Marlboro, and then it make yeah the whatever. Fucking Google spell check, my guy. So what happens is it makes you uh, run to a specific spot. If you flee anywhere else, the fight just starts over. Yeah, Weird. It, so you the have first to go time... to the specific spot, then wait, then fight him again, and then Ignis will do the thing. Yeah, I just used Quintcast my first time, like a max level Quintcast. And it, it's invulnerable until you do that. So you can't actually kill it until you go through this process of going to, like, falling back, going, triggering the cutscene with Ignis. Yeah. Yeah, I had a maxi cast, same thing. You know, it's uh, also the... Um, it, it does uh, bring up a little tiny uh, Marlboros as well. Just mentioning that, because they're, yeah. they're cute, they're tiny. <laughs> I wish I had taken a picture of one of them to use at the end of the game. That would have been. That, that is my good. one regret: is that I had meat skewers instead of a picture of a tiny Marlboro. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So, but yeah, basically, doesn't the Marlboro basically die after after the bomb? Because I don't remember the fight any anything after that. I think I just ended up walking. Yeah, he lights on fire, and then you walk. It like Ignis just throws a fucking flame grenade in his mouth. Uh huh. And then you get a yeah. pop up saying Ignis learned this new ability and is Daredevil now. Uh huh. And then you're, the fight's over. Yeah, and then uh, we we use a Noctis uses a fireball to blow up the eggs, which is like they they treat it like that's a reveal, like oh that's how we do it, and like that should have been your first option. <laughs> just what does blow he say? It it's easier fire. to fry than scramble them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 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 Here we here we pick up the katana of the warrior, and uh, which is like the one royal arm I use the most in this game. So you leave the tomb, you have a big powwow with your buddies where Ignis says that his vision probably will never come back, but he wants to stay with us anyway. He'll, you know, fight till the end, blah, blah, blah. Gladio's like, no, you'll die. And Prompto's like, let the, let the prince pick. And you don't really have a choice because he'll come with you anyway. Ignis is pretty insistent. Uh, and then there's this really weird purple prose line that you have yeah. written down here. One Where cannot Ignis lead by standing the... still. <laughs> a king pushes onward always, accepting the consequences and never looking back. Thanks which for is telling me the theme of the game, Ignis. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and then you get a warp back, so thank God you don't have to walk your way out. And then you get back on the train. Uh, you can never come back here. This is like a set-piece, one-time area. Pretty pretty. I liked it a lot. Uh, and then you're, you're on to Chapter 11. It's worth noting that when we do board the train, we get a little scene where we see Arden, who does his, like, villain chuckle, and then also gets on the train. Oh, yeah. Yep. We get a scene about how the regalia is on the train, and um, 
Ignis saw the uh, Chancellor kill Luna. Gladio comes back from listening to rumors, and apparently the nights are getting longer every day, and before long there will be no daylight. This is uh, somewhat not surprising, given that the Emperor has killed three of the fucking, like, cosmic deities that created the world. And, but, uh, but not really, that, because you can summon them. Yeah, and that's also not the reason why there's less daylight. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, we, we, find we'll out, we find out later, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's put a pin in this, because it is fucking stupid. So to Matt's thing, he they, it's like how Shiva is already dead, but Gentiana still exists, like body and soul are real in this, like Kingdom Hearts. So they are, like, physically dead, but spiritually still alive. They live in your heart now. You're like a Sora. Yeah, I don't... I'm not quite sure how that squares in the actual mythology of this game, but... Like, exactly how I told you, according to all of the books in the game. Oh, is that what the books say? Yes! Okay, because I didn't didn't read those. (laughs) No more in this game, of course it's like that! Oh, you're right, this is a Normora joint. (laughs) Uh, I love how you thought it was a joke, but that's actually, like... Nomura is outdoing himself in this game, uh, and we'll talk about that in Chapter 13. Oh, but absolutely. There's just so much just things, like layers of bullshit happening in this world, and this is, like, the best example we'll get there. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Ignis and Gladio get off and wa- get up and walk away, uh, and then Prompto ro- walks, rolls up, and we get a scene looking out the window. There's a massive wall of heavy, heavy snow coming down off the mountain, and then the train comes, appears to, uh, appears to come to, like, a complete stop instantly. Nox stands up, and everyone and everything is frozen in time, like all the passengers in the train, and then Arden just shows up behind him. Uh, and he starts just monologuing at you. You walk up to him and get a button prop to attack, which you don't press. The second you get in range, he does it anyway. Yeah. Which is, like, mildly interesting, right? Like, we- weird that they chose this time to separate the character from the player, but it's uh-huh. neat that they bothered. Yeah, I mean, it, it shows his, his impulsiveness and just how how angry he is in that moment. Yeah, he's so it, impulsive. He's ignoring your prompts. Yeah, it mm-hmm. it sells how he feels that you don't actually do it, and that he's on his own right now. Yeah. So you try to punch him, then you try to stab him, and then he just fucking flees, and you start chasing him through the train cars. Uh, we catch up and start to like choke him, and then the train car it just knocks over for some reason. Right? Yeah, fully understand exactly what's happening or like why yeah. this scene is happening. Uh, it's very anime, whatever it is. It's it very, yeah. very anime. There's a lot of chasing people through trains. I hope you like this train. I fully they, they really, uh, they really, they wanted to make the most out of this asset. Is really what it is. <laughs> what it, what it really is, is they want to make the most out of all of the technology that makes the background repeatedly loop, like all that engine work. Uh-huh. Arden asks, time. "Do you know what you're fighting for?" Like, it's very, yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> 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 so apparently we're just on the ground and Promptos wakes us up saying the train has stopped Gladio and Ignis are in the uh, engine room and we need to check the rear cars as we make our way back uh, Magitech troopers break through the window and then as you, care, kill, you kill that guy go on and if you look out the window instead of sprinting forward you see like 40 guys approaching the train and you can see the one of them jump at the train and blow himself up and it uh, 
rips open a hole in the side, and then we hop out and do a huge fight to protect the train. Uh-huh. This sucks if you're very high level, because really, it's not kill all these guys. It's wait X amount of time, and it's balanced around how, um... It's balanced around how long they think it'll take you to kill all these guys at the level you should get here. If you're level 100, you kill, like, 80 guys here. Yeah. It does it's look just, pretty cool, though. It does look cool. Uh, there is a tank, it, too. Yeah, yeah there's a tank, and you, like, like, warp strike it and uh, impale one of the munitions. Uh, cue Phil telling me this isn't how tanks work. No, uh, nothing. I don't need to say anything. Okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad I got it covered, then. No, what I was going to say is that it annoys me that there's two people shooting that you can't actually get to. Oh, so yeah, they're that's... Just, they're just tearing apart the tank. Well, tearing that's apart the there train. to make it feel tense at all if you're me and just holding uh, LB and Triangle on the ring, just fragging every guy instantly. Yeah, but trying to find them is... Yeah, eventually I just switched up to a uh, different weapon so I could kill them instantly with a different... Yeah, it, it didn't feel like they were spawning that much faster than I could kill them, even at, like, regular level. I mean, like, no, you just kind of camp the spawns or uh, the, the uh, spawn points and just kill them as they come up. Yeah, literally, it's like once one died, another appeared. So. Yeah, it's pretty hype, to be honest. Eventually, once we kill the tank, the train starts rolling, going away, so we warp strike onto the roof. Honestly, this whole sequence is cool. We'll talk about hey, this it. This is super end. fucking uh, lit. Yeah. I yeah. think this looks crazy cool. It's a good set piece. Yeah, there are like six fucking drop ships, and what you do is you point warp up to one of them. There are a bunch of shock troopers who are basically bombs. So like these things are they're being used like bombers. What you do is you grab one of the fucking machine gun turrets, shoot down another one of them, kill one of the bombs troopers inside, and then warp out before the ship you were just on blows up. Yeah. And you do this a bunch, and then you warp strike back to the train like 500 miles away, which rules. And yeah. Arden is there and has a gun to your sweet boy's head. We intervene, but Prompto is thrown from the train, uh, so he can be in DLC. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay, I'm very confused by this scene. You're supposed to be because I think it's actually because I think they they lead to it on the train where you're attacking Arden. He's like, "What are you doing, man?" Yeah, it's, and a, it's actually it's an illusion. You think that Arden is Prompto and Prompto is Arden? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah that's what happens. They, like, it's like a body yeah. switch thing. That's or really like, or not so much a body switch thing as as a as it's an illusion where one guy looks like the other. Yeah, because Arden's holding right. the gun, but it's actually prompt to holding the gun. Right. Hey. Yeah. So you attack oh, who oh, you think oh. is Arden, and it knocks him off, and you knock Prompto off. Huh. It's it's not explained, so it's dumb. It it is explained later, but like very weakly. <laughs> like it's yeah. definitely like a. What, in the moment that it happens, you're like, what? And then I think Arden says something like, ha ha, you, you were fooled by my illusion or something. And then you go, no. The cutscene is even, like, directed very strangely. Like, it's not yeah, it really is. clear. Like, like it just cuts to Prompto falling off the train. There's no, like, in-between shot of, like, you attacking Arden, uh-huh. and then you see Arden fall, and then it's Prompto. It's just... You attack Arden, you see Prompto falling off the train, and there's no, like, connection between them. And I was very, very confused as to, like, what I was supposed to intuit from that until it gets explained. And even the explanation yeah. later doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's not very... Yeah, but this becomes a thing that Noctis uh, is very torn up about for a good chunk of this next section of the game. <laughs> so what happens is, at the end of the scene, then... Um... 
Arden knocks you out with his gun. And uh, I think we wake up on basically at on the almost two tenebrae on the roof of the train. And uh, right. Ignis and uh, Gladio say, yo, dude, we can't stop now because if we do, they will the uh, civilians will be at risk of attack by demons. And then everything you start breaking up because you're going into a tunnel and then you fight a lot of demons in the tunnel. Is mm-hmm. that what hap- does that happen now or does yeah, that happen? Yeah, now? that happens. I think that happens now. Yeah, right. and you really should have been like thrown off the train and dead. <laughs> no, yeah, he's just like sleeping on top of a speeding train. But basically, uh-huh. what they're doing is because then so the nights getting longer thing has been happening all game very slowly, but it just rapidly accelerates now. And now the train is just basically doing snow piercer, but for monsters instead of the cold. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is exactly what's happening. Yeah. It's cool, actually. It's, like, conceptually cool. I mean, it looks cool. But So, what we have to do is we have to run up to the front of the train. For some reason, we need to get to the front. I don't remember why. And we just fight a bunch of demons along the way. When you get to the front, there are just, like, 11 quaylags up there. Uh-huh. And then you summon Leviathan, who uses all of her weird water snakes to kill all the demons on the train, and the train is fine. It's pretty rad. It rules. That that scene's really good. It's like the most dry way you could describe it, but it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. The most dry way you can describe a Leviathan. Exactly. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then we pull up to Tenebrae and drop off the civilians. Yeah, and uh, it turns out that Tenebrae has been destroyed already by the Empire. Literally on fire. It's literally on fire. Yeah, you don't actually go there. It is. Oh, I never looked up at it, actually, because I'm the worst. It's really cool looking, and I wish you could go there, and you can't. Yeah, so we, we've been talking about Chapter 12. The whole post-prompto getting knocked off the train bit is Chapter 12, end of days. Yeah, so we arrive in Tenebrae, and we meet up with Aranea. And, uh, yeah, she, we need to follow her to go talk to someone. As we walk, she asks about Iggy and said that he's blind and asks about Prompto. She says, weren't there four of you? Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because she's never actually seen all four of you at once. In fact, yeah. one time she's yeah, yeah, and also like she says that she broke away from the empire and she has an own private army apparently that looks exactly like the empire. Well, now she's doing search and rescue. Yeah, yeah, she's she switched sides as we predicted last episode, yeah. or as was well, like she was a freelancer, to. so she was just doing yeah. whoever pays, and I guess the empire's kind of being taken over by demons, so they don't have any currency. 
Yeah, she she could have been a much cooler character if they had more for her to do in this in this game. This is pretty I, much the end I, of it for her. She hangs I'm out and has boobs. What else could you want from a lady in the game, Matt? Well, she didn't die, and that's a plus. That is well, a plus. I don't know. Like this only happened. I played this game for eighty hours. She can show up later and just like it help sucks. you in battle. It's it very sucks. weird. Dude, the animation is so long. It's it is so longer long. than the fight would have taken without her. <laughs> it also caused the only glitch I experienced in this game, where she showed up to a battle that I ran away from, and her like health bar or whatever, or her bar on screen wouldn't disappear. Uh, so I was in the battle mode forever. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I, I was. I ran it. Yeah, I ran into a couple glitches this stretch too, but not. I did not run into Aranea as a summon. <laughs> I had the worst possible glitch where the game crashed as you land the killing blow on a mad toys because it fails to auto save. <laughs> oh, um, no. Mine was just as bad because I got knocked. Like somehow I got glitched. Like, was that like five percent health? I got glitched out of the fight. Like I ran away. Uh-huh. I had to start the whole quest over again. Ooh. Boo. Same, same thing. It's like a forty-minute fight, even if you optimize it. It's a long time where you're just mashing B. I wasn't optimized. I think I was like an hour and a half in. Yikes. It was rough. Anyway, so the group is in a ragtag state. We leave the citizens with her, and she uh, gives us two engineers to run the train, Biggs and Wedge. Speak to them, who are crusty Brits. I love I love them. Oh, yeah, they're great. They're very good. Like, later on the train, Biggs just goes, Oi, I mean, uh, attention all passengers. Yeah, these two are <laughs> from a different game. They I really love are. from every Final Fantasy. I love them. This is the only time I don't hate that there are characters named Biggs and a Wedge. Well, I didn't mind it, but it's like every other game, they're really incompetent. This one, they at least have some sort of purpose, and they're on your side, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the reason their names and dialogues stands out is because they're, like, from the Empire. They're just, like, Imperial citizens. Which is ironic, because the original Biggs and Wedge fought for the Rebellion. Uh huh. No, they didn't. Well, oh boy. Uh, never I mind. Know. I know. Uh, <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm messing with you. Uh, so we speak to them. It'll say it'll be a cold trip with the corpse of the ice goddess in the gorge, but they should be able to. The glacian is what they call it. Fuck yeah, off. The That's glacian. a Pokemon. The glacian. The glacian. I, <laughs> I thought that sounded pretty cool because, like, before, like, there's the we already had the hydrian. Matt, we have, it's an well, Eevee evolution. That's what it is. Fuck off. I mean, so... Po- that that word is poisoned. I mean, for you. People jack off to that, probably. Ugh. I mean, people <laughs> probably... Like, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that when we see Shiva. Oh, yeah. Well, people also jack off to that. My day. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> they also say that someone from House Flore wishes to speak with us. We speak to the old lady, and she knew us when we were young. Her name is Maria. Yeah, she introduces yes. herself and then says, my name doesn't matter. Fuck you, why did you tell it to me? <laughs> also, why is this a character? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? This is to give backstory without actually needing to give backstory. But it could be any other character. Like, yeah. Or this cutscene couldn't be here because it adds nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it it really does it. And like the the best part is when she's like, You probably don't remember me, and Nox is like, Nope. <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, so uh yes we, we see a scene with Luna and Ra- uh Ravis. Just Ravis gives this ring to Nox because she's already starting to die and he refuses. 
Back to the present, apparently Ravis wants to give us Regis' sword also. We head back to board the train and are accosted by a child at the station. She asks, We're excited to marry Luna Freya because she was excited to marry us and was so happy the day her dress arrived, which I don't know how the hell this little girl would know that. It's so random. It's random and it makes no sense at all. No. It, her name is literally girl. Like, it's not like a major character. No. Just, it's just a, a random NPC model that looks like every other NPC. All I can think of, she's like some civilian who, why would she care? Also, she's really gross looking. Yeah. Hmm. But she tells us that Luna truly loved us. Like, we'd know that. Like, she'd know that. And we get a flashback with Gentiana and Luna talking. Luna basically says she doesn't want to guide Noctis, but to stand with him as he found his own path. Yeah, like, she's she's struggling with the sacrifice she has to make because she wants to also spend time with Noctis, even though she knows she can't. Like, that's the whole thing here. Ooh. Which is like, yeah, that's... Thanks, I guess. She's already dead. Ooh. Yeah, like, I don't... It's just sloppy. Well, she has to make a sacrifice so he can take a road trip. <laughs> Uh, well, now it's a train trip. Before we leave here, can we just note how this area, like, what is this area that you're at? It's like a cliffside, but why is there a train station there? Well, it's supposed to be the capital of Tenebrae. But it's it's literally a cliffside that doesn't lead anywhere. Well, maybe they destroyed the road. Yeah, because we, we are basically told that the Empire already rolled up here, which is why you don't see, a, like, a huge city or civilians, because they bombed the ever-loving fuck out of it. So everyone here is basically dead, and this is the ruins of a former capital. What, what was the point of bombing Tenebrae? Were they just, like, really horny to drop some bombs? Yeah, the point of the, the, point of the Empire is that they're conquering the entire continent, and Lucis is the last holdout, basically. But they already had Tenebrae then. They've had Tenebrae for 12 years. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I, don't, I, I, I think this is more the demons are starting to lose, like the Empire is losing control of the demons. Oh, yeah. I see your point now. Yes, th- this is very recent and makes no sense at all why they bombed the shit out of it. it it's demons. Demons get a demon. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, whatever. It's it's dumb. Uh, yeah. Literally bomb demons went in there and bombed it. I mean, like, look, they had Worked to. press in the Middle East. Got them. <laughs> Uh, you think it's stupid, but have you considered demons? <laughs> yeah, no, like the thing with this, I, I don't, I don't think that like Square had the time to like make a Tenebrae. They're like, we want him to go to Tenebrae, but we can't have him get there, so let's just have it be destroyed. So there you go. Spend all that money on not giving, you, letting you see the inside of Insomnia. Uh huh. And t- until they, until they do. <laughs> Kind of. Sort of. of. You get, like, two streets. Yeah. And then the underground. And the underground, yeah. Anyway. We talk to Biggs and Wedge, get on board. Ariana says that the civilians are in good hands. Uh, So we get on board the train. It starts snowing. We're going through ice fields. We can explore around. There's, you know, more radios, more people talking. Uh, If you're like me, you just sit down and skip it. Hell yeah! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then it really turns into Snowpiercer. You see a scene where it just breaks through a bunch of ice crystals, and, and then it slows down, stops. Uh, ice crystals form around it. We get out, and then you can see, like, Shiva's head. Where are we uh, in the middle of this weird... The geography of this makes no sense, but... We're, we're on our way to the capital city, yeah. Yeah, we're heading to the imperial capital of Gralia. 
But is the capital always through this ice field? Like, how does so, yeah. uh, how do other trains get through here if it's always well, such a problem? Well, it wasn't an ice field till Shiva was killed here. But basically. yeah, but Shiva was okay. And then we there, ha- get- there are probably other ways to get there, and this is probably a very little used rail line now that Lucis is at war with the em- Empire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get out, and we're on our way to investigate, and we have a pretty large encounter next to the train, uh, just some enemies, and then a boss named Deathclaw, pretty unremarkable, uh, just, you know, big battle. And then afterwards, Gladio calls us back into the train, saying something's not right, and guess who it is? It's Arden. Arden! <clears throat> Hooray! Because uh, something <laughs> needs to happen, so Arden shows up. Yep. And then as we chase him up the train again full of icy mist. <laughs> and then you just there's a scene where you are walking slowly forward against a blizzard that happens like blows through a door. Yeah. You open up a trade door and then the next car is just I guess there's a blizzard in here. Mhm. And then there's a scene of Arden taunting us where he says he's worried about Iggy and Gladio. You fall down on the ground. This whole scene's a real blur to me. I'm sorry because what happens here make no sense. I mean, yeah, it's like, I, I thought this was going to be another one of those, like, mindfuck scenes, like, on the train when time froze. And so, like, I don't know how much of this was in Noctis's head, because, like, he sees, when he, when he meets Arden, like, in, in that icy car, like, he sees um, Ignis and Gladio lying on the ground, presumably knocked out, and they don't they don't move at all. I think this is the point where Arden also admits that he's uh, he's immortal, right? Um, no, it's right after the Shiva thing. Because what happens is she, uh, Gentiana shows up, transforms into a Shiva. There are a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Arden starts talking to her, and she does the sh- thing and touches his lips, and he instantly freezes, which rules. Yeah, yeah. and you get to yeah. you get to shatter him, which is fun. Yeah, you do it yep. after. Yeah. So, but what happens then is, so, they are actually here. Not Arden got here. You were the last one on the train. Arden knocked out Iggy and Gladio, pretended to be Gladio to bait you on, and then lead you to where they were so he could monologue at you and make you feel bad. But Mm -hmm. the blizzard happened because Gentiana was here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, this whole scene, actually real. Yeah, but very, very confusing. Yeah, yeah. It's not presented in a very clear fashion and then you get to talk to shiva a shiva the shiva i was this was suddenly a dialogue thing pops up in the middle of this weird cutscene, and i was Uh like very not expecting this yeah Yeah, you get you get a lot of weird dialogue boxes yeah the majority of the actual plot is told to you this way through shiva and bahamut yep and we're gonna ask all of the questions so we can know about the plot (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Please know what's <laughs> happening in Narsh. <laughs> so Shiva gives us two options. We can ask about tales from the past and hopes for the future. When we ask about tales from the past, she says, uh, we learned about how the six have protected the star. Apparently there's just one star that actually matters. They have protected the star from time immemorial. Shiva at one point scorned mankind, but Ifrit admired their hope and as a result, gave them fire and they flourished. 
his benevolence was attractive to Shiva. Man grew strong and eventually grew to reject the gods, driving Ifrit into a rage where he now seeks to destroy the civilization he once helped build. A war broke out amongst the gods trying to protect man from Ifrit, and in the process the stars was damaged and the gods fell into a slumber exhausted from fighting. Uh, this mm-hmm. damages the source of the star scourge. Mm-hmm. What happens when you ask about hopes for the future? Matt. Yeah, so we ask her about hopes for the future. She says she hopes that we will stop the Empire, save the world from the uh, the scourge, so that uh, she may be reunited with Ifrit, who was seduced by the dark. Yeah, so there's a there's a romantic element between Shiva and Ifrit, if that wasn't clear before. Which is hilarious, because Shiva mm-hmm. is six ladies, all one quarter of the size of Ifrit. <laughs> yeah. Then, good but, deal. Good deal. Gotta say. <laughs> Find Which, me by the way, women and the women. I I did see a <laughs> clip of huh, I I did see a, a clip of a Shiva summon, which I I didn't see in my playthrough, and that's very funny because like like eight Shivas show up and Noctis is just standing there freezing his ass off. Well, it's interesting because he's not freezing in the last one now that he has uh-huh. grown in strength. Like the one with Ifri is specifically not like freezing. Yeah, yeah that that one is like a. a that is like a plot one, a, a plot yeah, summon. But it looks like the regular one, which is what I think is cool about it. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, I don't know what's the window for getting Shiva to show up, because wh- I had several summons in Chapter 14, and none and of them were Shiva. All you, all you ever get is fucking Leviathan. Yeah, it's all Leviathan all the or time. Rama. Ramu, yeah. Ramu fucking rules! I wish I could oh, yeah. summon Ramu more. Yeah, he was good. So bright, it makes my TV trigger its auto brightness scaler and mm-hmm. get really dark. So Shiva then offers to tell us uh, Luna's thoughts, and we get a scene that is supposed to be touching, but is actually unbelievably boring instead. <laughs> Which is Luna's crying about how she's going to die, and her Noctis will never be able to watch Netflix and chill together. Boo. Gross. I said eat ice cream. Don't be a pervert. Yeah, but this is Shiva, so we're talking about Netflix and chill. Ice cream's okay, pretty chill, it. Chris. Ice is it? pretty chill. Oh, I guess it is. I don't like I, I What do I mean, is it? I'm mad at myself for that. What the fuck? <laughs> the premise of that explanation is that you don't know ice cream is cold. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's in the name. I, I, do, I have not had ice cream for like several years. I do not like ice cream. But you know what it is, right? I know. It has ice <laughs> in the fucking name, my guy. Uh-huh. But Chris, do you know what ice milk is? No, because <laughs> that's a is thing. That just cold milk. No, it is. It By is cold ice cream. Frozen. It it is ice cream, but with with lower uh, levels of milk fat in it than regular ice cream. It's called ice. Chris milk. wants to abolish ice cream. Look, <laughs> we're gonna have to take a haircut for true socialism, and ice cream is the thing I'm gonna give up for the world. <laughs> I mean, it, if you give up on it, that means the entire country has to. Which is or the whole, entire uh-huh. world. So that's just uh-huh. that's just not gonna fly. That's fine. Not a good platform, my dude. Rwanda too, but it's over ice cream. Oh boy. <laughs> the world said never again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so There's we get go, uh, go, sorry, the military the drone campaign against Ben and Jerry's was wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The, the worldwide man. ice cream headache. Ugh. Anyway, so we get her we get Shiva's blessing. And uh, we get a royal arm. Hooray. Uh, and then we get a bunch of flashbacks of uh, young Noct and Luna. Ooh. Which never look good. 
these scenes are just never. Yo, Young Lulu looks so fucking creepy. She looks like the scary <laughs> doll in Toy Story Four. Because <laughs> she doesn't emote. Is the no, thing. it's the fucking like size of the eyes and how they're perfectly round. Mm-hmm. They're not like human yeah, eyes. I was just about to say her eyes are fucking gigantic. Yeah. Do you like, also do you buy these two together? No. What I'll not say one, not is, one bit. I watched. I watched Battle Angel Alita last night, and she looks more normal than Luna. <laughs> Weird. I gotta see that film at some point. It's good. It fucking rules. I mean, I, I read the first two volumes of the manga because I wanted to get familiar with it before seeing it. Uh, oh my so. god, no! <laughs> Do not be a book before the movie guy, but for <laughs> anime. What well, the fuck? My my coworker was reading it already, so as she was finishing them, she I was borrowing them from her, so it was like, not that but I didn't go that far out of my way. Okay. Uh yeah. So anyway, Noctis uh then cries about how he wasn't there he wasn't able to protect her when she needed him and he was sorry. Yeah. Like and in his defense he was unconscious or whatever. Yeah, in his defense he was fighting fucking Leviathan. And also in his defense, she like willingly died in that scenario. Like she willingly gave up her life. Yeah, there, so there's a certain part of this like I, I don't understand what makes her an oracle, right? Chosen bloodline shit. Yeah, but, like, does she see the... F- she doesn't see the future, like, uh, what's-her-name in, in No, she does the, the healing faith magic. She can remove the star scourge, draw it out of people's bodies into her own. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't do, like, the Yule thing of, I actually know when I'm gonna die. <laughs> so is your problem with no. the name? Yeah, just it's just a bad title. It's not an accurate title. Are you saying that there's dumb nouns being used in this video game? Yeah, by I can't Tetsuya believe Nomura? they could... I can't believe she's called an oracle and you can't even run a fucking virtual machine on her. What is this? <laughs> the worst. Uh, I really hate job Luna Patel. Uh, fuck you! That's what I was about to say! <laughs> <laughs> Scoop! Uh, uh-huh, it's really annoying. Uh-huh. You get all these cutscenes that where Luna's... Whenever you get a book from Umbra, it just says there's a new version of Java available for your computer. <laughs> that would be great, actually. Uh, anyway, the scene is over, Java, and um, yeah, we get to we get to um, shatter Arden, which is great. And great. Uh, we wake up uh, Gladio and Ignis and tell them we got uh, Gentiana's blessing. Oh, by the way, she's a Shiva. And uh, we head up to see Biggs and Wedge, but are interrupted by Arden again. In which he tells us that he is immortal, and uh, oh, it really hurt his feelings when you when you attacked me like that. And then he shows us Prompto's gun. He says uh, Prompto is waiting in Gralia along with the crystal, and that we should be on our way to uh, to beat him. Also, fuck Prompto because he's only ever using this revolver, but apparently also has machine guns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Oh, we'll get uh-huh. there in chapter fourteen. Yeah, fuck you, Prompto. <laughs> yeah. Hi, y'all. Lightning Strikes Thrice is part of the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. 
If you like what you hear, please support the podcast and the other work we do by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop or go see fun.me. You don't always mention it, but ratings and reviews are joining our Slack, voting for being Jim Davis bonus episodes. And you also get to listen to Boku No Stop Premium, where we're talking about JoJo's and also listen to uh, our Evangelion Rebuilds episodes. Thank you for listening and back to the show. Yeah, we're, and now we're in chapter 13, Redemption. Oh, that Gact song. Love it. This is the best chapter in the game. It is, actually. Unless, unless sort you of. play it... Um, unless you played it in 2017. No, it's it's actually still the worst. What are you talking about? This chapter is awful. This is oh, where I all like the it. This is where all the good, like, like plot shit happens. And tone what shit. What are you like, talking about? No, okay, this, is, this, no is, the, this is my favorite part of this game. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Again, I'm gonna, I, oh my god! I, <laughs> it sucks to play. Don't get me wrong. It sucks to yeah. play. No, yeah, the yeah, story yeah, yeah. stuff is also. Oh, That's so good. Crazy pills? We'll get, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk okay. about it. We'll hash this out. <laughs> All right. So we fade in on the crew hanging out on the train. Noctis expects it will be swarming with demons, and Ignis says we can. We need to head for the Empire's impregnable fortress to get the crystal and Prompto. I love impregnable fortresses. You don't even have to pull out when you're done. <sighs> I hope they came through. Yeah, it did. Uh, very much was a mistake. Like, <laughs> God. Gladio wonders if the crystals really can purge the demons. This is a healthy Chris's explanation. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Wait, is the crystal an IUD? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And Ignis says we can, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah, we have to get our magic goalie implant, get back. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, the can't get pregnant, they got the crystal in there. Yo, but it, like, fucks up your day-night cycles. Wait, so is Blitzball just a metaphor for pregnancy? Oh, boy. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right. Yeah, so yeah, Let, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, though. Because that, that can't be right, because... All the time, I just had brothers scoring goals all the time. Like, that's just not okay. Matt, there could be a lot of players, but only one of them at a time can score. Brother is very daddy. <laughs> also, I mean, Chris, I don't think you're just uh, thinking outside the box enough on that. No, I was thinking inside of the box, and the box in this case is the uterus, and the players are your sperm cells. Uh-huh, this is now uh-huh. three metaphors on each other's shoulders in a trench coat. I'm way into it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, Check out my new podcast, The Tower of Awful. Uh, the train comes to a stop, and we go to investigate when demons bust in the windows. We get ready to fight. Hell yeah. For some reason, Noctis can't summon the royal arms. We flee to the freight car and get to the regalia and drive it off the train. 
gates began closing, and we have to drive the regalia while avoiding demons and trying not to cr crash. This is this is a pretty cool sequence because you like you're time limited, so you have to get through the gates mm -hmm. or a gate, but you have to dodge demons. It's like the only time we're driving is actually useful. Looks and, and really really cool. Too. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool. <laughs> and I uh, had a I'm going to health thought was like, wait, why do I have to drive? Why can't Ignis? <laughs> <laughs> You can't uh, just let a blind guy drive your car later. It's very good. Wait, you can't? a woman. Uh, when you go back... Well, I guess technically you're time traveling to... Right. Well, yes, because you're going to... I don't think you can get... You can't make him drive once in the plot he gets blinded. Yeah. Not yeah, once in the he's plot, blinded, but I'm you... trying to think about... Yeah. I'm trying to think about the time travel, because I guess all the time travel is technically before the Leviathan event, so Ignis yeah. has eyes. Yeah, Noctis yeah. is the only one who, like, does anything with that. Okay. Even though you all have your stat boosts and experience, which that yeah, makes it's, no sense. It, 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 it breaks the continuity of the world, but it's player-friendly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So once we, uh, so missile, the Imperial ships start shooting missiles at it. Make it, but as you're like going through the uh, regalia, just gets completely smashed to hell. Mm-hmm. You ditch it and uh, proceed on foot. You get a flashback about being given the car in the yard. It's the so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> well, it's uh, like me, when a pet dies in a movie, but it's your fucking car. Uh huh. <laughs> we, actually, it's more of a cutscene when dying than Luna did. Yeah. <laughs> More actually, emotional too. Actually, he, now that I think about it, it's that you're supposed to be sad because the car was given to you by your dad, and it reminds you of him. Not that you're sad about the car itself. Well, yeah, because you even say thanks, Dad. The car was really the fifth member. I mean, they don't really establish enough of a relationship between Noctis and Regis anyway. So, like, it's really. But don't worry about it. Well They're sold. definitely going to lean on cinematic mirroring at the end. Never uh -huh, would have happened uh -huh. to my. This never would have happened if it was my Ford. Wow. Really? Ford's your mark of... Uh... No, no. I just <laughs> wanted to throw a brand name in there. Yeah. So yeah you know flashback. what? And then um, <laughs> as you start... What? Look, look. It the car would have survived if it was that Audi A8 that was in uh, Kingsclave. Sorry, Pickle Factory joined our Minecraft server and accidentally discovered the part where I have 60 villagers and like a 5x5 five five pit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and then he also accidentally lit a zombie in there, so now there's sixty zombies in a five by five pit. Oh no! I spent hours abducting those guys from other villages by boat. Minecraft is weird. Okay, this is more about you than anything else. Minecraft is really weird. Uh -huh. No, just you. Uh so anyway, um, so we start heading off, and for some reason, a train car falls right between you and knocked, or or be knocked and. The other two, which is great because the moment it falls, you just see left party, Gladio, left party, Ignis. Yeah, it's very good. It's like later when you arrive at the Hammerhead and it, before you even meet up with them, it says joined party, prompto, Ignis, Gladio. It's mm. a real interface spoiler for... Yeah, very funny. Or when uh, Arden yeah. just flat out ices them and just says left party. Like, Wait, what? So at this point, you can uh, pick to play as... Noctis or Ignis and Gladio. Uh, we're going to take the Noctis part first. Uh, Matt is the only one of us who did this uh, yep. because all of the rest of us have played this before. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I would never yeah, willingly do this again. 
It's yeah. apparently fine now because you can run now and the it's ring better. is no, four it's, times stronger. It's, it's better. It's, it's still not very good. It's, it, I mean, I did it, it like a couple months ago. It was fine. It, it takes an hour and a half. It does take a long time. It takes it's a long time. It's so long. Anyway, let's 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 set this it's up properly. Worse than the original. So, like when this game first dropped, everyone said Chapter Thirteen is this. Uh, the, the way I heard it was that is this dumpster fire that included that had a lot of stealth in it and it was bad. And so it was like, a lot of like having played that back then. It was it was a good ideas, but it was like like hey, you're forced to go on your own. With well, the there's supposed you use the take cover, right? Is that what it is? The, 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 there are places you can hide in. Yeah, there's little like yeah. alcoves. Yeah, and the so, problem is, it's like it was like, hey, we want you to feel powerful with this ring, but we also want to feel weak and helpless. And when you try to do both at the same time, it doesn't work. Yeah, uh, apparently they eventually Square was like, okay, we get it. Uh, we're gonna patch it. Uh, so they patched in for this section of the game. They made the ring a lot stronger, and also they allowed Noctis to run where before he would not run, and that sounds infuriating. Yeah, actually. not being able to run during the section would drive me up. I'm not sure I would have finished the game. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Ter- that was terrible. That's uh, a really bad question. decision. So in this one, do they give you all three abilities right away? No, yeah, you... uh, well, more, more or less. They, I think they give yeah. you two right away, and then they give you the third one, like an encounter later. You get yeah, okay, you get them like one think... encounter apart. Yeah. Oh yeah, the one that says delete this encounter. <laughs> I might I might be wrong, but the uh I think it was a longer, much longer delay between them in the original. Yeah. So it was, yeah. Like, it, it, was it was like several first. It, it was several and then months. After yeah. a while, you get no, no, you only get holy at first, I think. Oh, weird. That would be very weird. Wait, isn't that the one that just deletes everything? No, that's that's no. uh yeah, that's a different to, one. You have to that's all the one that you have to block. Holy's the dodge yep. one. Holy's oh. the dodge one. So th- so this uh, so this this got patched, but they also when they did that added the other route in. So like if you play this at launch, it was was that different. It was very time? different. Uh yeah. Yeah, I was pretty so certain it was that. What at the probably same time. happened is that they released the two DLCs, then patched this in now that it required no additional work, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you, you start off Noctis. He decides to finally put on uh the ring of Lucius of the Lucii because he's got no other weapons. And uh you're given three abilities. You you, you get to fight a few imps and then you have to like run around and like open doors and stuff in this first section, it's very slow. So you have a uh, death, which uh, will slowly drain health from uh, an enemy, and eventually it'll proc like a full death. Like usually about halfway through their health bar, or, like two thirds, it'll just instant kill them, and then you get to absorb their health. You can't move while doing this though, and you can get knocked out of it. It kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, there's holy, which is uh, triggered on your dodge. So if you dodge correctly, like a very close dodge, you'll do a an AOE effect, which does a shit ton of damage. Like It'll murder all of the little imp guys that you're fighting in one hit, and it'll, like, three-quarters kill uh, the axe uh, Magitek guards that you're going to run into. At least at my level. I was running around at level, like, 38, 39 at this time. Oh, so weak. I didn't do a lot of side stuff. Yeah, so, like, basically, like, it was doing, like, a little under 7,000 damage when the big proc hits. If you miss that window, uh, you still dodge. And uh, it still does a little bit of damage, but it does like three to four hundred damage. But it does uh, like stagger all the enemies in the blast radius. So it's still useful. It's just you can't kill anything with it because that's about like one sword hit for me at that point. 
And the third one is uh, Alterna, which basically sucks everything into a void and kills it instantly. I never use this. I tried to use it you're once. Missing, it you're missing out because this instantly kills like Nagas and Iron Giants. Oh shit! I didn't even think to use it yeah, in that it, scenario. Yeah, this is apparently deletes. the thing that got that got buffed a lot when it they instantly okay. deletes everything. Uh, what you do is you target a guy. And within, like, a 15-feet radius, everything in there is instantly killed, and you get all of the experience and AP. <laughs> wow. But it, yeah. it, does take up, it does take up your entire MP Who bar. Who cares? You have it. 99 I'm saying, ethers. I, I, I didn't use a single ether this entire game. That's actually. what you yeah, do, did I. is that you, you delete most of the encounter, chug an ether, and then delete the rest of it. But the, the problem is, like, oh. death is so powerful. That like well, death you can is kill enemies really before they get to you. Right, death is only really powerful if you're really over leveled because otherwise it's kind of slow. It's very slow. Yeah. yeah, and if you're in a mob, it's obviously not a very good way to try to get rid of a creature when you're being mobbed by other creatures. Yeah, but holy does so much damage. Uh, it does. Yeah. It's I just forgot that was an ability. This is yeah. so weirdly balanced. Like this whole section is so slow because you either have to wait. For enemies to attack you, or you have to wait for death to proc, or you can do Alterna, which I guess I, I also never used because I tried and it didn't proc. Yeah, same. Yeah. You gotta yeah so anyway, the idea is time. like you. Oh, by the way, the other thing you gotta remember, Michael, is that the ring gets four times stronger in the ending cutscene because when Bahamut in the story powers up your ring, after that point, if you go back in time, the ring is like four times better. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm talking about the original time. When I replayed this uh, recent, like yesterday or whatever, I skipped this part because I hate this chapter. Yeah. So, anyway, you know, go ahead. Tell us about it, Matt. Yeah. So well, we still have to talk about it. So, yeah. So you have a you find a key card and you have to run through these, get through these hallways to basically upgrade your key card so you can go up to higher levels. You can see how riveting this is. They're very narrow hallways, and there's these axe guys who are really not that threatening one-on-one, but you can hide in alcoves to sneak by them. The idea is you're supposed to sneak by them at first, which I did, and then I just, at some point, said, fuck it, uh, I'm just going to blow them up with a, with a holy and just be done with them. The entire time, Arden is, like, on the intercom and is uh, mocking you, which I'm actually very into. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very into good. being talked to. It's very, very funny, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little, like, weird and out of place tonally yeah i think there is one part where he does release poison gas and you have to turn it off and it's it, yeah it, the, no here's the thing it's very much joker and uh bat batman yeah, that's what asylum. This whole chapter is like it's yeah. like like fucking arkham asylum it's so good it is exactly uh-huh. what this is like yeah and the only w- really bad thing about the poison is that it's like oh you now that you have a health drain but also you get to like stop and cough every like couple of seconds but it lasts like 30 seconds like it's so long it makes things so much longer um yeah so they think this chapter needed this to be longer yeah Uh uh-huh this uh chapter takes like 20 minutes when you're playing using this and gladio by the way yeah no that's that's hilarious it's even marked it like when you have the choice it's even marked as easy and i think oh it is yeah like we haven't really talked enough about like how much backtracking is in this section because they make you do shuttle runs from one side like one section to do a button to open a door, and then you go in the room and you get your card key upgraded, and then you go uh-huh. back to the other side to go up the stairs where you can use the card key, and you go back and forth, and then you go up another level and you do it all over again. It's so much running back and forth. 
Yeah, it really could have been slimmed down a lot. Anyway, at one point, like you get to a certain level and the floor, like a, a was an iron giant or like a red giant. I forget which it's one of the giants with like the big um, blazing sword, I think. Uh, uh, those like, are fire giants. Fire giants. Uh, yeah, they breaks the bridge. You fall down. And are they called you, certs or is that like the level 60 versions? I have no idea. All I know is that you wake up uh, and you're next to uh, Ravis, who is dead. With a bunch of soldiers around him. Bum, bum, bum. He's mostly dead until he gets the goop. Oh, yeah. The, the thing that I forgot to mention, like, there's a bit where um, there's a fake prompto that you're chasing after. And there's, like, like soldier bodies littered everywhere, which oh, yeah. reminds me of. Yeah, that, that part is real cool. because And, like, occasionally one will grab you by the leg. So it's got a lot of, like, real spook em up bits that I think work very well. I don't know. I just... I'm I'm someone with a very low tolerance for spookiness, but this just like hit the perfect like occasionally one of the axe guys will be behind a door and will swing at you immediately and you have to dodge. And... There were some jump scares that got me in this section. Like, yeah, when, you when walk it, around the corner doing... and there's a guy right there or something. It has cool flavor. It just takes so long. It, it does take so long. long. What if it was 30 minutes and it was all the cool parts? It's very it almost feels like a pseudo Resident Evil. Like, so kind of. Tell me what you think about this, Matt. What if yeah. this was exactly how it is for Ignis and Gladio, where Arden just opens the door for you when you get there, but you still get all the cool bits? Uh, that would be a thousand times better. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So anyway, we find Ravis. Uh, Ravis is dead. There are some letters around, and it's basically Ravis saying that, uh, oh, I don't like this Noctis kid. I don't think he's he's trustworthy. I don't think he's going to do it, so I don't want to give him the sword. I don't want you to die for him and give him the ring. Which, all of this makes zero sense in terms of his characterization. Like, this is supposed to be his uh, face turn, and I don't believe it at all. No. Yeah. No. Because, like, when you meet him, when you meet him in, like, Kingsclave, he's a dick, and he's clearly working with the Empire. And then you fight him one time in this game, and he's a dick, and he clearly hates you, but doesn't say why, even though he's carrying your father's sword. And all of a sudden... Oh, he was actually the vanguard of this uh, prophecy this entire time, and he was just waiting for the right moment to give you his dad's sword. And there's a cutscene in the other in the other part of chapter thirteen with the boys uh-huh. that it shows like what happens to do that, like when he has that face turn, and it makes no sense for his right, like, and character. it like completely erases the conflict that uh, Luna and him had over who was responsible for their mother's death, and that was patched in, I'm assuming, because this him being here in these letters made no sense and they explained it away with a cutscene that itself makes no sense yeah anyway at this point uh you have your dad's old sword uh, i think you're underselling the part where the sword is there because his fucking arm is still attached to it yeah oh yeah his his mechanical <laughs> arm is attached to it i forgot about that uh yeah that that was very good yeah so now you have your dad's sword so you have a sword and you have the ring and there, there's two, a couple uh, set pieces in this you area. Still can't do like warp strikes and stuff, right? No, no. Oh, wait, no, you can, no. Can you? Oh, right, right. Because the the power, the whatever yeah. thing is blocking your powers is preventing you from from warp striking. Up, so, yeah. So the first part of this, which is interesting, you get attacked by a unkillable demon called a uh, forest who looks kind of like a Ridley. Spoilers! It's the emperor. It is the Emperor who is turned into uh, a demon. The Emperor and, uh, has no clothes. The Emperor has lost his clothes. 
this guy will like stalk you even after this fight. Uh, he'll stalk you in the hallways, which I thought was it was that weird mix of like it's cool in the way of like you're getting stalked by like Mister X kind of a thing. Like it adds to well, there's dead space in it, right? That's what it is. It's the regenerator. Yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, because he warps in and will like de- like attack you, and you get to run away from him, which is great. But also, when he hits you, he hits really hard, which is annoying. <laughs> He's just like an inconvenience. Yeah, but like I, I like that it added more tension to running down these hallways, which there wasn't really much tension before. You need that. to have something. Yeah. Mm. In all fairness, Mr. Like X is also just an inconvenience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another section where you're in a nine by nine grid and you have to use uh key cards and like opening and closing like access really doors in order to get around. Nine? No, that it's sounds three unbelievably by three. large. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's it's a it's a nine square thing, but it's three by three. That's what I oh, meant. Yeah, nine squares. Swear to yeah. God, dude. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is where like all the pretty much like throughout like the little break rooms and in this section is where all the flavor is. This is where, what I wanted to know about mostly. Yeah, this is a yeah. weird plot dump in the middle of like out of nowhere, and like well, that's none what of the, that's what the end of the game is. All of the plot is in the last twenty five percent of the game, but it's in it notes is. that are super missable, like. The, uh, yeah. My first time yeah. through, I didn't see these notes, and for, well, I was happier for it. But it also like means that large sections of this plot just go unexplained if you don't find these eleven notes. Oh, dude, there's way there's so much more plot in this game if you've been reading the uh, Cosmogrammas. By the way, every yeah. single time I read a note in this game to explain the plot, it makes the plot worse. Like I, all, all of the stuff in here, though, well, makes is that this should have been the game. The game yeah. should have been about all of this stuff. That's because there are two plots, right? There, are th- well, yeah. there, there are three plots. There's the royalty a plot, which bad because nobody gives a shit about royalty and fuck them. Mm-hmm. There's the empire dark magic plot, which is okay, but shoved away at the end. And then there's the squad plot, which is the good plot, like every Final Fantasy. And, well, the, the I plot? disagree about that evil whatever, well, but. We'll talk you about and your that. boys. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, you and your boys. And what I'm saying is, this could have been a good plot if they had focused on it and not just dumped it all in one place via notes. Well, it, yeah, it, like... Well, so, we should explain. There's some switches here. The switches power different doors. You need to puzzle out which doors you need to turn on to get through these rooms to find the notes or to get out. And yeah. you can't have them all on at once because power. So, it's just yeah, a lot it's, of It's really like a non... It's kind of a non-puzzle puzzle. Yeah. Really. It's just tedious. And then you find these notes. Oh, it's a Square Enix puzzle, you say. Yeah. So, so say these myth. notes... Let's, let's get into these fucking Fuck notes. Fuck you, Mr. So, Israel puzzles. Eat shit. <laughs> Can uh, I say so, Hey, I'm not saying Mr. is bad. I'm saying this is them wanting to be... Apparently I have feelings about Mist I didn't know about. Can I talk about these notes? Okay, so... You find these notes uh, throughout mm-hmm. this section and the rest of the chapter that are about... How Niflheim, who had magic tech troopers, used the Star Scourge to make these magical, human-free, bioweapon magitech troopers. And how mm-hmm. they used that technology to break through the Wall of Lucius uh, in Chapter 2 slash Deering Kingsglaive, the movie. Um, and there's two more notes about Chapter 14 that, talk, that tie the demons... Uh, and this Magitech thing to the Long Night that happens later. Uh, basically, my understanding is that it went like this. So, first, 
There are people disappearing, and also a lot of demons show up. Very suspicious. Could they be related? Also, it just mm-hmm. so happens that there's this disease outbreak happening at these same times in these same places. Uh, they do some quarantines. The quarantines don't work. The disease spreads. Uh, so the demons are spreading in the same places. Hmm, I wonder if they're connected. And then suddenly they just realize, oh my god, the demons are slash were the people infected by this disease, and then they disappear and turn into demons. They also say, like, the demons carry the disease. And then, because they're an evil empire, they're like, oh, I wonder if we can turn this into a bioweapon. They can, in fact, turn it into a bioweapon using clones. Mm -hmm. And then bioweapons, yay! There's some notes about, like, oh, maybe we need to, like, do this thing to make it stronger or whatever. Uh, And it just so happens that this Magitech magical demon technology uh, can neutralize the Kingglaive, weaken the Astrals, and break through the Wall of Lucius, which is so convenient. Mm -hmm. And then, this is the thing that makes no sense. These are in Chapter 14, but we might as well talk about them now. Because, so, when the demons die, they release particles, and these particles absorb light. So, more demons means they die more, means there's less light, means there's less day, means there's more night. Yeah. Somehow this violates the laws of conservation of energy. Yeah, this, it kind of does. This entire magic, plot about thread it. is so baffling to me. I think this yeah. should have been the whole... Like, this is where all... Like, I'm all down for, like, super spooky, like, bad science shit. And, like, this is very much that thing where it's like... Also, we... One of the one of the funny things about it is that they call uh, these Magitech soldiers MTs. Yeah, because they're get it because they're empty. MP, like there's yeah. no soul. Oh, but I didn't. Very smart. Actually, actually I, I don't think get that, that. But whatever. Very I don't good. think that works in like any other localization. Yeah. Very no. good. Did not get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're called they're called MTs. But uh, spoiler, they're actually not empty. They, they just think they are. Because <laughs> we find out later. <laughs> Well, so here's <laughs> the thing where you thought it was very convenient for breaking through the wall. So they weaken the astrals because the astrals are p- both powered by and protect the star. Right. And this thing specifically hurts the star. So that's why they weaken the astrals. It neutralizes the King's Glaive because the King's Glaive is just people and the yeah. demons kill the King's Glaive. And they can pass through the Wall of Lucis because the Wall of Lucis keeps out demons, but these are part people. So what you have <sighs> is you have the you have the clone trooper go- thing going on. And then they're infected with the Star Scourge to basically, um, they're basically turning dudes in armor into demons that are forced to take the shape of the armor they are in. Right, but or also we were talking about the uh, the whole wall thing. Is like these are demons made of darkness. So they're like they're basically demons inside of um, remotely controlled drones. Is effectively what it is. It's like the uh, dummy plug system from Ava is what they're doing. Here's the the problem with this, and maybe the, like maybe this is explained somewhere in like the 15 extended universe books that are only in Japanese or something. Like, well, no, if it, if it is, Matt knows about it. Uh, <laughs> actually, I do, I haven't looked up uh, that stuff yet. Honestly, oh, you haven't read the novella this time yet. <laughs> uh, I did, I never read the novella. I just read the Wikipedia article on it. <laughs> kind of want to read the, that lightning returns one it sounds wild and terrible it has it, it might get translated like next year hell yeah yeah what, 
what would this game lose if this wasn't a disease and there were just demons because there's like magic in this world? Like the addition of this like disease and it infects people. May, it makes well, no sense because we know well, that Arden can just create demons. So if the well, people I, become do demons, that? Thing, though, he does, it he makes the he acceleration cre- part of it very arbitrary, right? Well, because also, what you have right now is a negative feedback loop. Well, also the part of Arden is he absor- like he he doesn't create demons; he absorbs them into himself. So they had to have existed before that. But right. where did and they come from? Really- where did the demons come from? The, they, this this whole cycle they come from the before. Star Scourge. And the Star Scourge came from the, the what, the meteor thing that crashed down? Uh, no, I think the, the, the Star Scourge came from Arden. Arden created, right? Cause, like, no, when no. He... the Star Scourge came from... The War of the Astrals. Right. When they, when they hurt the soul of the star. So the original demons happened. There was the Star Scourge. This, uh, Bahamut tells you this. This whole uh, darkness and champion of light thing happened before but was not successfully fully resolved because Arden was still alive and had absorbed a lot of the Star Scourge disease and then was able to release it again, starting the cycle over. This is, for, let's be very clear, this is not really explained in the game. It, no, it, it definitely is, actually. It's Where? entirely entirely explained by Bahamut. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot about that. You're right, yeah. but... But so where did the basically original... Arden was an infected carrier the whole time. That's why this is happening again. Where did the original demons come from? Well, the, no, from the, the original Star Scourge that infected people. When Ifrit uh, was going to war against humans and the other astral stopped in to fight him, it caused uh, issues with the star, and, like protecting the star, which is where the Star Scourge came from. This, can't, this comes from the Cosmogramma stuff. Okay. Well, so so in this in this Day case, like so so in this case, when Arden shows up in the Imperial, like in, in the Niflheim capital, he starts releasing the Star Scourge in the capital, which then creates demons, and then the Emperor's like, Oh, these demons are cool. We should use this to to take more land, and that's just how it starts, really. Is that my understanding? Yes. This just seems like yeah. a hat on a hat to me. Like I know you guys well, like it. I'm not trying to be Mr. Debbie Downer here, but like I like that there's a lot of it and it links together. Now what there is, there's not a lot and it's not super great, but I like that all of it links together very neatly and I can perfectly explain it to somebody. But they weaved like it's like the developers weaved a bunch of rope and then tied that rope together. There's a much simpler yeah. story that would be way more compelling to me than like it's right. magic but, but also it's a bioweapon but also like it's from the, the stars. Well, yeah, the bioweapon is the second hat, right? Like you could ditch you could ditch the bioweapon part. Right. If the Magitech troopers were just soldiers, that would be fine. It's all the other stuff that I like. Just don't make it a disease. Well, they can't make it just a disease because they have to give uh, they have to give art because remember Arden's backstory, which we'll talk about later, is that he's part of the royal family. Right, he I'm saying survive that long if it wasn't something magical. I was saying take away the disease. The disease part doesn't add anything. I think the the, the disease part is part of like I think that's a perfect encapsulation of the moral decay of the of the Niflheim yeah. Empire. That's the whole point. I think that's the entire. Yeah. I think that's the entire thing. What's the difference between weaponizing magic and weaponizing like a disease? Though they're both bad. They have to explain it to the civilians. I think the problem is actually the weaponization. I think it's the Magitek trooper thing that could go. 
Yeah, I agree and with that. And all of oh, the rest yeah. of this should stay. It's the weaponization part that makes it bad. There's just one too many things here. Yeah, right. Because like a- if, you, if you look at it, you have this entire bed of the War of the Astrals, cool, way into ancestral warring space gods, right? Sure. And then we have this, like, disease that literally steals light from the Earth and turns people into monsters, also cool. But then the hat on the hat is, what if we also made these robots? <laughs> and and what, what, I mean, obviously they're hoping to take over Lucius with it, but, mm-hmm. like, it just seems so, like, but, well, stupid. The reason they want... The reason they, they want to take over Lucis is because they think into and so it seems like everything is out of control here. But it's hilariously if you as you find out in the boys' campaign via radios, only this one research facility is having a problem with demons. Yeah, the rest the of the fuck? empire is fine. Uh, oh, really? are, I thought. Yeah. Oh, I no. thought the entire the entire uh, Gralia was was taken down by this by uh, by the demons. No. So. They have this under control, and the reason they want to take over Lucis is because since the crystal purges demons, it can instantly kill every Magitek trooper to ever exist, and that's why they want the crystal. But what? And yeah, what see, that doesn't make think would that happen. Make sense is the like. That's what I don't get. Like, what? Well, if, if you're the Arden, knows what will happen, but the Emperor doesn't know about the Star Scourge part of it. He just knows that the Arden can make demons that they turn into weapons. He does not know about the back part of it. So he just thinks infinite weapons. But here's the thing, though. Like, the, the Star Scourge is part of, like, the regular history of, like, Yeah, of everyone this land. knows about it. Mm. Yeah, that they know about the gods. They know about the fight with the gods. They know the gods are slumbering. And the researchers in this kingdom know about it. There's notes yeah. about it. It's literally, we just read the notes about it. That's true. I don't know. I, maybe maybe the emp- the emperor thinks like he can get above it or control it infinite like forever, well, and so I it doesn't think matter. That's, oh, that's it's just why, he's also I think that's why by they demon, want so. the ring is that they can protect themselves from yeah. the thing they have created because that they have sense. the crystal. And it just feels like play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's what it is. Is Arden is Lucian. He would be able to use the ring and the crystal in the same way that Regis did to protect them, but now they also have the entire continent. But this also leads to a bigger problem, right? Like, what is like? Well, we can talk about this in the Bahumit soon. We should move on. But what's well, the yeah. thing? Does the Emperor know that Arden can use the ring? No, but Arden. So that's does. yeah. Arden knows it. We well, you know what Arden, Arden wants. is the big player. The emperor. The emperor's plan actually makes no sense. So when you, when you bring that up, yes. Well, I think the emperor's plan is just, hey, this is working. So uh, he's giving me good advice, and we're conquering the world. So I'm not going to question it. Oh, yeah. producing these Abram tanks creates economic benefits. Let's make more. <laughs> In a game where everyone's motivations are explained to death, it just seems really weird that one of like the major faction in this game the one of the two major factions in this game their motivation at the base level makes very little sense yeah yeah if they had ditched the mt thing and the demons were like a separate third faction yeah controlled by arden who is quote-unquote working for the empire and he was just using the empire as a resource base that would work fine oh my god when you said that that made way more sense than what actually happens yeah. yeah. Why yeah. Do, why well, is that not in this game? Because they, think about it, right? They have they have episode 2 Attack of the Clones going on already. What if you just didn't also make them demons and then the plot is instantly better? 
It's just clones. They're just clone troopers. Yeah, the the magic slash disease thing has to go, or this Imperial Army thing has to go. And I don't think you can drop the magic or disease thing, because that's no, the entire plot. Because that's the, the cosmogony of because, this world. Yeah. That's like the entire backstory and lore. That's the entire thing. So, well, yeah. But I think also if you took that away, you're like, well, wait, I've been killing humans this entire time? Yeah, that's a thing. There's no payoff to that. It's not like uh, Well, there is goes a small like, payoff to that, sort of, in a yeah. second. You'll see. Okay, well, let's there, talk about it comes, the boys. It comes up. Yeah. yeah. Talk so, about the boys. If you are smart enough to pick Ignis and Gladio to get through this section faster... Um, Basically, if I didn't tell you to do the other one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of weird, um, because your stats and your gear and your items don't carry over. It's kind of lame, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously it had to be this way. You can even pick this section from, like, the main menu. So, like, this is just a limitation of, like, this was added in after the fact, and they didn't really have a way to, like do this mechanically and still have you get back to where you are like logically in the main game anyway they're on top of this train this like wreckage of trains and stuff wondering how they're gonna you know go help knocked do his thing with the crystal and then arden shows up again and he's like see i can be nice sometimes and he gives you your weapons back um so the biggest complaint people had with Chapter 13 on Noctis' side, they just kind of had Arden fix it. Uh, and then Gladio's rude to him, and then Arden leaves. Uh, we fight some monsters, uh, and we keep going going forward, walking through. This is, I think, the same area as when you are Noctis. Or it's like part of it. They just cut it off. Um, and then... Well, they literally opened walls to yeah. give you shortcuts. Right. Arden's like, no, this way. Here's a shortcut. And why is he... Why is he telling you? Why is he helping you? Why is he, why is you he doing truth? any of this? He, I don't know. He's, he's an enemy, so he likes to screw with you. Basically, his whole deal is that he wants to prove that he was worthy of being chosen of the crystal by killing Noctis after he has been fully powered and chosen by the crystal. Oh my god, he's so, Gokuing it. Yeah, he's Gokuing it. He's Vegeta-ing it. He's Vegeta. He wants to Vegeta. You're right, Vegeta. They both do that, don't they? So he's trying to torment him yeah. and make his life actively worse because he hates him, but also wants him to reach his peak so he can prove himself to himself. So he he's helping him. Gladio and Ignis because they're kind that of irrelevant Noctis. and they'll go back and help Noctis. So. Right, because yeah. Noctis needs them to get to the crystal. Seems like a... Uh, it's weird. Anyway, uh, then we it hear... Is, right, it is weird because that's a dumb idea. <laughs> You're like, wouldn't yeah. you rather just win and get what you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, is the thing. Well, we'll talk about this in the Bahumit scene later because that's when yeah. Arden's motivations really like 
come into focus, I guess. Uh-huh. And anyway, we hear a radio broadcast urging all citizens to evacuate as something has gone really wrong in the research wing, as we've talked about. Uh, there be demons here. Mm-hmm. You take an elevator up, and then at the next floor, Ignis goes, this place is dead silent. And then Gladio goes, more like undead silent. The place is crawling with demons. Yeah. I Fuck it, everything about this. Demons aren't undead. But you do fight some skeletons here. The Reapers are, are not real skeletons. Yeah, the Reapers are skeletons. They're not oh, they real are. skeletons, they're demons. Mm-hmm. They're demon skeletons. Mm-hmm. Do demons have skeletons? You Maybe. know what, I'm not going to ask a question. Yes. I mean, unless you're talking about, like, uh, if we the, take demon uh, the souls as canon, If we take demon souls as canon, there's a demon skeleton by where you fight Flame Lurker. So demons do have skeletons, actually. This is actually in the Demon Souls universe. Very few people know that. Absolutely. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The Sleeper is actually the seventh, uh, whatchamacallit, the seventh... All of humanity has not actually been, uh, been, uh, converted by the Star Scourge. What happens is that you freed your, the Silent Chief, and every time you're gone, he's killing uh-huh. all the NPCs. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, but he's a busy D&D, boy. If we're going D&D rules, demons are lawful evil, and undead are chaotic <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, oh, yeah. We forgot to mention that part of like the the deal with the Magitek too is that they can't control the Magitek troopers. They just go haywire sometimes. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah, can well, see that when you first encounter them, they sometimes just glitch out. Like even yeah. in the overworld when they're fighting you, they'll just go haywire. Yeah. So like part of part of also why this like facility is so empty is that like. It's demons, but also like even the even the troopers are like freaking out too. Basically, yeah. What happens is they probably they have like a weird procedure where they like euthanize the ones that didn't work out in creation, but that doesn't happen because Arden is the one that released the demons. Yeah. We do fight some of the ones. Their names are even like rogue magitech troopers, so you know that they're not supposed to be here. We fight some dudes, uh, we get to a control room where uh, Gladio acts as a human screen reader for Ignis, and then we get a, uh, they, all the data has been wiped out of the computer, but one surveillance tape, and it is of Ravis and the Emperor, whose name we finally find out at the end of this game, anime, and movie, and it's Iodolus. Gladio even says, like, all of them are deleted but one file. It's like they it's wanted like us to see it. Well, they wouldn't have put it in the game if they didn't want you to see it. It's like they knew I would grep this hard drive and find out there's still one thing here. <laughs> it's like uh, they had a plot hole they needed to fill in. Iodolus is uh, claiming to be the true king. Um, he is, in fact, possessed by the darkness right now. He's just, like, oozing black smoke. Ravis rebels. Iodolus summons demons. Ravis fights some, but is blown into the pit and found by what? found by Noctis. Ravis goes to give him the sword and asks him to save the world, and then Noctis cuts off his arm and then starts speaking using words that are like Arden. Then his voice shifts to Arden's, and then he transforms into Arden. It's actually kind of cool. It yeah, it's the only time that like a uh, phasing between people thing works. It's the least dumb use of that contrivance that they had to do to make some of this plot work. Right. So what happens is we roll out, we get some more encounters, we eventually get to another control panel, Gladio uses it to remove the barrier blocking the crystal, so that way Noctis can access it, and then some demons roll up, 
you fight the uh, Emperor here, fully consumed by the darkness. Uh, at this point, I wrote, it speaks like the Emperor, fully consumed by the darkness, comma, lol, comma, then his head pops out of his neck, it is the Emperor. Because you know it's <laughs> the Emperor right away, and then they do mm-hmm. the unsubtle thing where his, like, neck extends on his spine, and he has a mm-hmm. fully sec- a second fully human emperor head that was living inside of his chest cavity. Oh, Talk weird. about a hat on a hat. <laughs> it's fucking... Yeah, no, it's <laughs> like imagine the Mortal Kombat thing where they pull your head and your spine off, but underneath your head is another second human head that talks to you. <laughs> That's fucking it's like a human ridiculous. And then it goes back in. It's weird as fuck. <laughs> it's like a weird body horror thing. Okay, I want to see... I, I want to see this now. It's cool. I recommend. Oh, it looks uh, and then it he, looks super Resident Evil is what it looks like. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's like uh something that Simmons would turn into in Resident Evil 6. Yeah. <laughs> you fight it. It's a pretty alright boss. Uh you get it down to like 25% and it just teleports away uh to go harass Noctis. And then uh Arden taunts us some more. And this is the part where they tell us that everything is fine everywhere else. Because we find another, there are probably more radios, but I only found two because I did this all in eight hours yesterday. All of this part we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It tells us there's been a demon outbreak that has been suppressed everywhere but the labs by the Magitek troopers and a curfew has been imposed for civilians. And then uh, suddenly, because he's Daredevil, Ignis hears Noctis's voice and then runs off. And we this is where we link up. You get dumped back into playing Noctis inside of the electric door area. Yeah, yeah this Again, is a terrible hard cut. Like a yeah. weird, I felt like I skipped a cutscene kind of thing happened in here. Like, well, if, I remember this in the original game, but it's it like it just hard cuts you like oh by the way you're in you're fighting things and the walls <laughs> oh, are closing in by the way this is happening now <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's like oh hey remember this thing well if you didn't like, play the previous logically thing, it makes sense because this is where noctis meets up with them but it's yeah. weird that you play it as noctis if right. you were playing the boys yeah it would have been cooler to actually like have to like find buttons before he dies yeah yeah that would have been better or even just push a button because that's what they would have done yeah. yeah, or just go to a, go to a console and hit the button and free him. That would have made more sense. What but they should anyway. have done is just let you play as Ignis, and all you have to do is sprint to this area while a timer counts down and push the button. Or like, but you can't see where you're going. Well, <laughs> you have hearing. Pa- oh yeah. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> that would have been okay. great. That would have been so good. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I see why they did cues? it this way now. <laughs> it's weird, but I see why they did this now. Too bad Ignis can't. Anyway, Phil, tell me about this. So we're unceremoniously returned to being, being Noctis. We're trapped in a room with electric doors sliding closer and a hall full of troopers. We have to kill them to open the doors to get us more breathing room. And then you hear Ignis Ign- Gladio on the uh, intercom tell you like, hey, all right, we'll try to free you. And then, yeah, so they free you. Uh, they finally reunited. So you get to search with Prompto or search for Prompto with them. Um, why does this hallway exist? Who knows? To be... Why does that hallway exist in the Resident Evil movie? It exists to be cool. Why yep. does anything exist? Okay, it just... Actually, that we, hallway in the Resident Evil movie exists to prove if this Alice clone is worthy or not. Uh, spoiler. Oh no, why do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> not, I know so uh, much dumb lore. 
I wonder how you even like go about like contracting this hallway out. Like we need these electric force fields to move towards each other very slowly. Mm-hmm. In one direction they can never touch. That hallway exists in Resident much, Evil. Much too, like the B. band One Direction. They can never touch. I uh... it's an inspiration for the movie The Cube. Oh, the cube is so good. <laughs> is it? Matt, whenever you watch it, yeah. Dude, I fucking love the cube. Uh Specifically, you know the scene I'm talking the cheese grater scene. Yeah. Uh You got to watch it. Uh, uh... Matt, we got to watch Cube. <laughs> Sorry, not cheese grater, more like a cheese slicer. Uh, uh, cheese wire. A guy gets turned into cubes, cubes of a person by a like grid of razor wire. Oh, gross! Yeah, it, it looks like so a bed good. frame that looks like a bed frame full of ways, razor wire. Oh, yeah, I mean that's kind of what happens in the Resident Evil movie too, but it's all lasers. It's yeah, so this good. Is cooler. Okay, this is my second favorite thing and to ever happen with razor wire. My favorite thing is a thing I saw when I was five and has haunted me my entire life, which is there's like this Nightmare on Elm Street anthology TV show. Uh And in one of them, there is like a foot race and they film it like you would film a sports movie. And then this guy is pushing and giving it all he's got and he gets to the finish line and the finish line has a razor wire above it, which unceremoniously decapitates him and his body falls to the ground. And that's the end. What? And it is <laughs> so matter-of-fact and not played up, no dramatic music, that it just haunted me for the rest of my life. He should have quit while he was ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. oh, that was... That was very good. Oh, no, it wasn't, but I had to I throw it I have tried there. to find this on YouTube and cannot find it. I'm not sure it really happened, but it is so specific, I believe yeah. it did. I mean, have but you ever, like, like checked the episodes of the show? Like, what is the synopsis of this episode? No. Because I don't care that much. I remember you know exactly find it how it goes. So we, um, we're looking for Prompto. We find him shortly, chained up in a crucifix, in a T-post. We free him and he asks if we are worried about him. Uh, you could choose not really. But he phrases it like, I, I knew you'd t- you could take care of yourself, so it's not as fun as you think. Very disappointed by that. We give him the objective to restore Noctis' power, and we find a big machine with a locked door. Prompto holds his hand to a scanner, and it opens. Sweet boy is apparently a magic tech trooper and upset about it, and everyone comforts him, saying it doesn't matter to them. Oh my god, imagine that. There's just... A million promptos in suits. Uh-huh. Here's what I don't get. So he's a Magitech trooper. This doesn't explain why he was still a fat kid. Yeah, it doesn't square at all. No. I mean, no. I mean, like, well, like, I they're, get... like they're like <laughs> fetal clones, my guy. They're not like fully grown like Star Wars clones. I know, but okay, so he's a clone. And then they just put him in the city to live on his own as a yeah, fat that, kid. Okay, that part is weird. Yes. They just gave him uh, like maybe that's where he was getting the money for the fast food. That's where they well maybe the maybe the government this is this is what probably happens. This is my mental fiction for how this works is that people have to raise these fetal clones sometimes. And the government probably pays you. It's like having a adopting a child that you're paid to adopt. Uh, the only the only justification I can think of is 
But then they how do they testing. get back to the army? Because who would want to go to the army? Yeah, you're well, right. That's weird. Well, well they, he wasn't never in the army. He was genetically... Like, it's all genetic, but then he was put... He was a reject, basically. So they put him out. Okay, but That doesn't make go. sense either, because why wouldn't you change your key cards? Right! right. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, why does he have it tattooed on his body if he had it? Like, was he bored that way? It's not a tattoo because he's wearing a glove. I'm so confused. I thought I saw a bar on his on his wrist, like a like a oh, like a. It might have been the costume I was wearing. Okay, yeah, because like he has he has like a a tattoo like barcode on his wrist, and that's what he scans. Okay, which with speaking of costumes, the whole Shiva thing is much funnier if you're in the uh, summer costumes. Oh, because you're like oh. in like. <laughs> You're like uh, in a fucking suits? tank top. <laughs> yeah. Also, the Empire just the Emperor just has his throne in the server room. Right. <laughs> this is like his summer throne. He has like another throne, but like this is his vacation throne. Oh, sorry. We skipped the part where Prompto is upset and everyone says it doesn't worry about it. Let's carry on. Why yeah. why is this plot point in the game? Like what is the I don't payoff know. for this? Because everyone else has a thing. Gladio develops his relationship with Noctis through, like, the Titan uh, area, and then the area where he's mad at him. Ignis has character development through, like, the whole blindness thing, I guess, and some other stuff that happens. But Prompto never really has a moment other than if you stay at the hotel and he hangs out with you on the roof. If you stay at that motel you had to drop the package off at at the beginning. Yeah. He could have had much better character development, though. Like, he stopped hitting on people. Nope. Dude, he spent ten years murdering demons to try to make Cindy impressed. Fuck off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, there are just an infinite number of things that would have been better than this. Anyway. Yeah. But enough about number. Yeah. So, anyway, we go to the Emperor's Summer Throne among the Blades. (laughs) Yep. And then, um... Noctis destroys the machine, and then gives Ognoctus' powers back. And, like, several thousand people's AWS applications crash. And, uh, DNS no longer works, but everyone's cell phone still does. Rip. <laughs> uh-huh. The IT guy got a lot of calls that day. He was not a happy camper. Fuck off, uh, Matt. You gotta... You should become programmers so, so you can laugh nope. at our jokes. Okay. <laughs> Ravis is the IT guy, so... We carry on, heading to the crystal, find the Emperor again, and kill him. Which, okay, that was... Hey, here's this empire, now you're dead. There's an elevator right past here that we can take it to the loading bay and fight Ravis, but if he was also Venom... I also like how I said a Ravis, as though there were a lot of them. <laughs> I, One of the men. I actually kind of like this because it looks like he's half Paladin Cecil and half Dark Knight Cecil. The design yeah, of it, it is really actually. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks Resident Evil as shit, but it's pretty so, cool. Tell me about this fight. It's really hard. It takes forever. It takes a long time. He has he a billion really HP. Yeah, I wrote it as a gorillion. Uh, if you do the Armager and you have all the royal arms uh, and you're like level 100, uh, you can get him down through his phases so fast it breaks his AI scripting and he just stands <laughs> there for the rest of the fight. <laughs> yeah, he did that to me too. This oh, has wow. happened several times for me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you just yeah. Like, keep hitting him and hitting him and hitting him until the next animation loads. Yeah, no, the huh. the funny thing with, like, this fight was just... Th- there's there's one problem that I feel like consistently happens, especially with these longer boss fights or, like, harder 
harder fights is that your AI companions are just going to eat shit because they're not going to try to dodge. They're not going to read any animations when an AOE is coming. They're just going to keep getting knocked over. So like if the battle takes a long time, you end up just eating so many items. Yeah. Uh I mean, it's impossible to die in this game. So the result is like tedium. Like hard bosses are hard because they have more HP and you'll die more and you just use more items and it takes longer. Oh, you mean like that one of the Emperor Demons you fight on the military base who's like level 100 and you just eat like literally yeah. 200 potions doing it? Yeah, it's not, it, it's, oh, and the the worst part is it's not just the potions, but then you end up getting to a point where you have to start eating, eth- not ethers, uh, elixirs, because you're, you're, you're going to be just like love tapped to death because right. your uh, total HP has drained, which you have no control of either. And it's about to get a lot worse in Chapter 14, but this is really when oh, yeah. like, I started noticing like enemies, like bosses just have a trillion HP, and it's just tedium, like that it's just a time tax. Yeah. Well, yeah. so where they can make the game longer. Yeah, because this game isn't long enough already. The main plot is only like, well, I guess it would be For like Final Fantasy. Hours. Yeah, I mean, you could probably yeah. do it in like 25 hours if you're mainlining it, but like, that's yeah. still a... Yeah, yeah. I did it in, like, 18 at level 100, but that's still a long time, which is why I'm guessing, like, 30, maybe, for a I mean, I, I finished at 26, 27, and I did, I did do, like, I did spend at least an hour doing side stuff in Chapter 14. So, like, yeah, you could probably do it in, like, 24, 23, but you're still going to be very underleveled at that point. Yeah. But being underleveled doesn't matter, because there's no real difficulty. The only difficulty is things take longer. It matters if you didn't bring enough potions. <laughs> They're so cheap. I know, but like, like the end of this game, like that last stretch is so many boss fights in a row. Like if you're eating 30 potions a fight, you're going to run out. <laughs> That's so many potions, my guy. Have yeah. you tried dodging? Also, if you unlock uh, no, the it's first not, it's aid just my, skill My teammates everyone. just keep getting, eat, eating shit all the time. They just keep getting oh. killed. Just ignore them. They yeah. get revived at the end of the fight. Oh, do they? And they contribute nothing. You seriously end up doing, like, 90% of the damage yourself in every single boss fight. Like, you are yeah, a one-man army. Your teammates contribute nothing other than Gladio's downhammer skill and Prompto sometimes giving you AP through combat pictures. I mean, I did a, I did get a lot of, like, blindside attacks uh, on That's the true. bosses. They, yeah. they do a lot of damage if you're doing blindsides, because, like, and where I'm attacks. at, a blindside or a link attack does, like, 20k... Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, it, it does so much extra damage. But also, like, if you happen to get a, uh, one of the link attacks to uh, to proc, like, those could do a lot of damage, too. Yeah. Okay. So you fight Ravis, you kill him eventually. And a whole lot of uh, uh, demons just start spawning, and it gets to the point where y- you can't kill them all, and your party members say, hey, you just gotta go on ahead and get to the crystal, we'll hold them off from here. Except you can. Uh-huh. So Noctis runs away, gets into a gate, still goes through, like, another, like, area and a half by himself, which was Wait, unnecessary. What yeah. happened? So if you stay here and keep fighting, more and more dudes keep showing up. Eventually a timer shows up. What happens if you don't leave? I assume everyone dies. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a game over. Okay. Because I just definitely hung out here using the um, the charge, delete all these guys ability, getting a ton of free AP. Oh, that would have been good. I Dude, could you get more so much AP for that ending boss rush. It's like 400. Oh, yeah. yeah for I, real. I, I, sp- I spent it all. 
<laughs> it's great. Well, it's because like the the final nodes in a lot of these uh, like branches are like, are like 333. Yeah, it's so much. The break damage limits are about a thousand. Yeah, God they're nine nine nine. How do you grind AP that fast? There's a lot of ways to do it. Okay, probably by repeating this boss rush. I guess there's, there's a lot of enemy groups that are really easy to like, especially once you have the free roam ring. You can just kind uh-huh. of spam that warp them into the void ability. Yeah. Oh, you know what you could do? You could do the the bottom of Castlemark Tower where you repeatedly take the wrong way and more and more dudes spawn down there every time. But that takes forever because the block animation. Oh, that's true. Takes forever. I had to do that like 20 times before I finally looked it up because I cannot mentally map 3D spaces. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a blast talking about that on the extra stuff episode. That took me like seven hours for that one dungeon because of that. I hate every extra dungeon in this game and Castlemark Tower is the worst. I, I, I like most of them. I like I like what they're going for. The second half always sucks shit, and we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. All right, so where are we? Pityos is cool. Yeah. So, so we... we're running away. Noctis runs away. <laughs> and then we then we run for like five minutes down a straight line until we get to the crystal. Yeah. I love that this crystal just has like its own chamber. Like they, mm-hmm. they've had this for a while, obviously, but like it's a giant room. Like, it's so, massive. This cutscene that's about to happen is so unbelievably funny if you don't look at Arden, because in the background, it's just Noctis slowly getting sucked into this crystal in the most hilarious way. Yeah, it's it's good. It's very good. Yeah, so, like, Noctis gets to the crystal. He he reaches out to touch it, and, it yeah, it just starts uh, sucking him in, which is some... Great body horror shit. Yeah, like light emits from it and hit around his arm, and he tries to pull his arm back and can't, and then it starts sucking him in. And it is cutscene time. Uh huh. And then Arden shows up and starts mocking him. Yeah. For the rest of the game, basically. Like cutscenes. Pop some popcorn. <laughs> You're going to be here a while. We have to explain uh-huh. the main villain's motivations. The yep. entire backstory and the ending all at the same time. Was this in the original game, this cutscene? No. Probably? Yes. Yeah, okay. I would imagine it has to be. Imagine if it wasn't, though! <laughs> no, I, I distinctly remember this. Okay. Uh, it feels like a... Sorry, it just feel, felt like a patch over something. But sorry. Well, that's because they had, like... Okay, the thing well, you no, gotta remember is this game that was, got or chapter ma- thirteen that was patched over. Okay. This game was in development for ten years, and ninety percent of the content in development was done in the last year and a half, which is yeah. why the game feels this way. No, yeah, this game was made in three years. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, oh Arden says that uh, a long ago there was a darkness that warped men, like uh, we're seeing now, the Star Scourge. Uh, there was a savior uh, in Lucis whose body could host countless demons, and he spared the lives of the afflicted by, you know, eating a lot of demons, I guess. And a jealous king, who is not yet chosen by the crystal, ostracized and demonized the uh, the healer of the people, the the good guy. And eventually he got turned into a a monster, and then says that his real name is Arden Lucis Kylum. So bum, bum, he is bum. part of... Bum, bum, bum. He's part of the royal family. Uncle! He, he, yeah, he, he is the weird uncle. 
Noctis is weird. <laughs> How many greats are on that uncle? Like so many, so many, oh, tons, tons. Yeah, and he says that killing Noctis while he is immortal will bring him no satisfaction, and that he must claim the crystal's power, become its champion, and he will only feel redeemed once the king and the crystal are gone. And for the so record, this, I wrote that wrong, yeah. and it's. He will feel no satisfaction killing Noctis while Noctis is mortal. Ah, got it. So basically the opposite of what you said. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So in other words, he doesn't want to, like, it'll be not fair. He's Vegeta. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he bids him to come back soon. Uh, He'll keep his friends busy while he's away. And the screen fades to white as Noctis gets fully engulfed in the crystal's light. And at this point, the rest of the gang rolls up. Uh, They all try to kill um, Artie at one point. Uh, he just, like, he has, like, black smoke emit out of him. He, and he also starts looking like the crow. Like, he starts, like, bleeding black liquid or something yeah, out of his like, eyes. Ninja smoke bombs out of there. Yeah, he basically just walks. Yeah, he... It, it, it Nothing's happening. Like, he gets knocked down, but he just gets back up and walks away. Yeah, you can never gonna keep him down. Yeah. Never gonna keep him down. <laughs> He's the best around. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> uh, oh, see, we were going. Tum- uh, we were going. Uh, Chumbawamba there. Oh, oh yeah. I, I I was going. Oh God, is that foreigner? Going cr- I wonder. Uh, I wonder uh, what it's like to be Chumbawamba because that's their only song that's like that, and they wrote it ironically. I mean, have you looked at the like history of really Chumbawamba? Weird, yeah, they're just like a really weird, like minor union punk band. Yeah, they're like anarchist and like crazy like i don't know it's weird <laughs> excuse me how dare you that's what i remember reading about anyway anarchism <laughs> just is fu- just leftist politics where you can never have any praxis hmm hi all our recording went a little bit long so we are splitting it in two tune in next time for the finale of the main plot of final fantasy 15 if you'd like to support the network, please go to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop or goodsyfun.me. Throw us a few bucks. You can reach out to the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash light X thrice. We don't always mention it, but ratings and reviews are always encouraged. Uh, listen to our other podcasts on the network. Magmar sucks being Jim Davis. Boku no stop. As for plugs, Phil's Twitch channel is Red Phoenix. 122 and uh as for michael's plug he says support your local debate teams at urbandebate.org all right we'll see you guys next time This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.